Welcome back to the Jock of All Trades podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Gouldy, along with my friend. And hi. Before we start the show, I'd like to talk to you guys about a few changes we're making, uh, starting with the name here. So we've been riding with Jock of All Trades for Oof. a little bit. We're not really sold on Jock of All Trades. We started yeah. it, you know, um, back in September, right? And we just wanted yeah. to switch it. We were like, all right, this is temporary. Just new names. You know, we want a new name. So I put something out on my Instagram story, at Isaiah underscore Gouldy. Go follow if you're not already following. And if you are, check out my story because I posted a little suggestion box for you guys to give us ideas for the name. But uh, enough of that. Let's head off to the Eagles right now. So let's talk about Jordan Oof, Matthews. Jump right in. Jordan Matthews is back. Pathetic, to say the least. Pathetic, pathetic. This is a desperation sign by the Philadelphia Eagles. Of they're, course. They're desperate. Yeah. For, they're desperate. So they're signing, they're signing a guy who can't even get playing time on the 49ers got cut by them i mean come on like are you that are you that desperate like you're 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 just calling in a guy who it's like you haven't even bothered to re-sign for the past three times he's been here so you're just calling him in again because he can be ready quickly and you know he knows the playbooks and stuff like that but can this guy really play i mean like he got cut by the 49ers who, who are a couple of their receivers huh come on uh godwin that's, right. no that, that's that's the bucks no mark no he plays Chris Godwin? Yeah. He's in the Buccaneers. Didn't he get traded? No. Marquise. Oh, Marquise Goodwin. 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 Yeah, Goodwin, yeah. Godwin, He's horrible. They just traded for Emmanuel Sanders. Their Emmanuel other receivers Sanders are good. booty cheeks. So you got Jordan Matthews, can't even make that team. And then we, we got the, the Philadelphia Eagles signing them, hoping that he's like some ray of sunshine. Well, Come on. Our is no better than theirs. I know. And that's not, and, they, and even they cut him. So, I mean, come on, like, we're signing him. This is pathetic at this point. The Philadelphia Eagles are a disgrace. They lied to us about Deshaun Jackson earlier in the season. They didn't get him surgery that he needed, and now he's paying for it with an entire year. He's on IR now, and we're, we're, this is not good. This is not good. You got Mac Hollins, who played five games straight in the middle of the season, I think starting week two or three, played five games straight. About 50% of the snaps. Guess how many catches he had over those how five many? games. How many? Guess. I don't know. Zero. Zero catches in five games playing 50% of the snaps. He might be literally the worst receiver to ever, to ever come to Philadelphia. I know he's a likable guy, but, like, he's a train wreck. He he, yeah. he, might, he needs to be cut tomorrow. He is so bad. I mean, I would take, like, J.J. Arcega maybe because, like, he's, he was a first-round pick. He's got some potential. But, like, he hasn't really gotten playing time yet. But Matt Collins has gotten the time, and he can't he, – he's just a bad receiver. He can't get open. He can't get playing time. Zero catches in five games. Just signing Jordan Matthews. I mean, the Eagles are just, the Eagles' receiving corps right now is bad, and we're not going to go anywhere. Even if we do make the playoffs on a hunch, we're not we're not going anywhere. I yeah, mean, I, don't, I don't think we will. Some some models from uh, ESPN or even NFL have us at like the week before, like at ranked at four or five. And I said, yeah, there's I no think, way. I think we I think ESPN just gave us a better percentage to make the playoffs than the Cowboys. Fifty three percent. Yeah. Yeah, but our schedule last six games is really easy. Their schedule gets a little bit harder, so that wouldn't really be as a big surprise to me. But we're going to get to the playoffs, and everyone's going to act like that's such a big deal. Like, yeah, we made the playoffs, but we're not going to do anything when we get there. That's the whole thing about this team. Yeah. We're going to be like, we're going to have like a 10-6 record or something, sneak into the playoffs, and do no damage, and it's yeah. kind of disappointing. Well, the nice thing about Week 10 here is that we are on bye week, and the Cowboys play a tough Vikings team in Minneapolis, isn't it? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, so that's an advantage for us, you know, if they can get the loss over there in Minneapolis. Yeah, if they win, five and 
if they five win. Five and though. five? Is that five? No. They're five, five and three. It'll be five, five and four. Three, they'll five be, they'll so be even with us. Yep. But they'll have so many advantage. We're three and oh in the division, so. Yeah, which means we need to beat the Patriots in week 11, which is what I want to preview here. So we'll be playing at home at the link at, uh, I think it's an, mm, isn't it an afternoon, 425 game? Not sure. Let me but check the stats on that. The, the problem with this game is, for me, in my opinion, um, I'm not sure if you guys know, but the Patriots also have a bye this week. Mm-hmm. So you're giving Bill Belichick a chance. Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, the entire Patriots a chance for an extra week to prepare for the Philadelphia Eagles after getting beaten by them in the Super Bowl. Is this the first time meeting since, since the Super Bowl? Bowl? Yeah. Did they play last year or no? I don't think no, so. No, I don't think so. So this is the first time seeing Belichick since the Super Bowl, and they have a bye week to prepare for the Philadelphia Eagles. I would be surprised if we win this game. I'd be surprised too, but we need to win either this game or the game against the Seahawks in Week 12. Yeah, both tough games. Yeah, and but I don't, they're I guess both I don't at home too, which is an advantage to us because we play away in Seattle every single year and we get our butts kicked because it's in Seattle. If it was in Philly each other time, it would be a different outcome. But we'll see. I don't, we'll Russell Wilson's two, two years or last right year we got embarrassed by the Seahawks in Seattle. Yeah. And, and just to add on to the Patriots thing right here, they just came off a loss, the first loss of the season. Mm-hmm. And they're going into a bye week. And they just played us in the Super Bowl and lost. I don't see the Patriots losing this game. No. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit too late to mention now, but we played the Bears on Sunday and won 22-14. to yeah. um, The offense looked good throughout the game. Yeah. The defense played great in the first half and then well, kind of Was it the defense playing great or was it the Bears offense just being miserable like they always are? Well, Jalen Mills is actually... Oh decent. he's oh yeah, yeah our our quarterbacks are way better than they were a couple weeks ago yeah well, I don't give credit to the Maddox defense. played mm-hmm. uh, Ronald Darby played yeah Jordan we're Mills slowly played. getting all our guys back Bradham I think is should be ready for the Patriots game I hope so which would be awesome because we need linebackers now the but, biggest um, hit is Deshaun yeah Deshaun yeah that's a that's a shame but he's he he can come back for playoffs if we get there if we get there it's he's on the IR that means he's he has to be out for the regular season but that doesn't include playoffs nope yeah he could definitely come back for the playoffs. Um, so I just read a stat on Bleeding Green Nation from SB Nation, and Fletcher Cox has been named among the top five pass rushers through week nine. Stop. And he I don't know awful. how that's possible because he's not been very good, but maybe Brandon Graham has stats like, say otherwise. Brandon Graham has, like, top five most pressures in, like, the NFL for defensive ends. I don't know how that's – I don't know how Fletcher Cox is above him. Yeah, I, I have no idea how that – you know, I mean, we'll see with our next game against the Patriots if he can make any effect. You know, I've missed, you know – Last year, we had about an interception per game. That has nothing to do with Fletcher Cox, but our defense was just dominant last year. And ever since we lost Patrick Robinson, and we just had... That was two years ago, Patrick Robinson. Two so years. That was a Super Bowl team we lost yeah. after that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and now we have to deal with... We we're missing LeBlanc, too, and he I think was our really biggest, good at the end I think of last our year. Biggest, our biggest hit defensively was Jordan Hicks. Oh, yeah. Our linebackers are... Miserable now. They we just should, cut. We, they we just cut Sandejo. Paid him. What's he sitting on the Cardinals? Is like one of the worst. Yeah, teams in the NFL. and we we really could use him. We need him. We got we have Bradham who's missing like five games in a row. Yeah. And who's our who's our linebackers right now? Nate Gary. Nate Gary. Um, we just waved Sandejo from our safeties list. Yeah. I don't know who our linebackers are. It's like and they just they they cut Zach Brown. Bradham's yep. out. Yep. Um. They let go of Jordan Hicks. Grugier Hill is he's still he's been he's been hurt, but I think he's back right now. I think yeah. Grugier Hill. They're saying we have um, Warley still. I think. Oh God. Um. Oh, these are all like Paul Warlow. No, Chris Warley. 
Uh, Duke Riley, the guy we got from the Falcons. Oh, didn't they just get a guy? Um, who, who's the guy they got from the Browns? Oh, uh, is, um, is that a defensive end or a defensive uh, back or something? Jannard Avery. Yeah. Yeah. Is he a defensive lineman? Uh, the, no. I think he's a linebacker. No, I think he was a linebacker from the Browns. He got a sack in this first game. With yeah, us. I saw. I think that was good. Point five and half he, a sack. I know. I talked trash on him the last episode. He really proved me wrong there. Um, for the for this game, for this game. Uh, we'll see how well, he does he's still against a tra- tra- trash accusation, but I mean, we'll see if we can make something out of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so on the Sixers' notes, they lost to the Jazz last oh. night, one hundred four to one hundred six. Again, another tough game against a Western Road team, and we have another tough game against a Western Road team at Denver tomorrow night. So I've got a lot of a lot of problems, but also a lot of positive things with this team right now. So. You've played seven games, and Joel has already missed three of them. So, obviously, going into the season, the concern was Joel's health. So, he's already missed three games out of seven. I know two of them are for suspension. But, like, already looking at it, he's already missed three out of seven games. And now Simmons goes down with a shoulder injury. I'm not sure if you saw that last night. Yep, yep. Simmons only played ten minutes and then left. Uh, The x-rays actually came back negative, but uh, we're not sure how long the injury is. So, my first concern is... Like, we, we, we have a bunch of players, let's say, like, Richardson and um, Horford, who are having to adjust night in and night out with playing with Embiid, playing without Embiid, and I don't think they've gotten their, like... I'm not, I'm not sure they're used to playing with Embiid yet. Yeah. So, when Embiid didn't play, first game they looked awesome. They won without him, right? Yep. yep. Then the next game, they lost to the Suns. And then when Embiid came back last night... Tobias Harris took a step back because he is used to playing without Embiid. He played great. He averaged like 25 a game when Embiid was out. Mm-hmm. And then when Embiid comes back, Tobias still tries to play his game, which is going to the basket and getting fast, stuff like that. But when Embiid's clogging the lane, Tobias has to move his game out, and he hasn't been adjusting. Like He's, aver- he's averaging good numbers, but Embiid's been out for three of the seven games. Remember. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if, we're gonna, if the Sixers are going to be a successful playoff team, they all need to adjust with, to playing with Embiid and go along with his play style, which means that if he's got the ball inside, we shouldn't have four guys trying to get to the basket. We need shooters. So that's where Ben Simmons' shooting comes into play. And What are your thoughts on that? Ben Simmons still, yeah, after ben seeing Simmons. all the videos, like I said about three podcasts ago, yep. ben, ben Simmons not being able to shoot in games. He can post all the videos he wants, but when it comes to game times, he doesn't do it, and it's contradicting with Embiid's play. So... And Bede's clogging the lane, and all Simmons wants to do is get to the lane. And there's if they stick like two defenders in the lane, it, it guards two people. Yeah. So instead of Simmons stretching the floor, he can't. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, they definitely have to adjust to both of them being on the floor. Um, I don't know how much Brett Brown has practiced that with them. Uh, so we'll see how that goes coming into practice, and that's something they definitely need to fix before tomorrow night's game in Denver. Obviously, it's not going to be perfect. Jokic has been bad this season so far, though. So far, yeah, but um, anything can happen. He can go off. You know, Donovan Mitchell was, like, the best game of his career. Not career, but um, best game of the season so far oh, yeah, he's against been us playing, last he's, night. He's averaging, like, 27 a game, I think. Yeah, he's been really well against us and, last um, night. What was he going to say? Um, I don't think... Like, we're 5-2, we're and two, and we've had one of, like, the top three hardest schedules in the NBA thus far. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we should freak out just yet. I mean, no, we, had, we, had, we had a couple bad losses. We're on, we're on a road stretch. So 5-2 and two is not that bad. It was a start. It's a good start, actually. Yeah. Um, so most people, when we were 5-0, and oh, were saying, you know, like, we're going to the finals. We're about to win the NBA finals. But now we're 5-2, and two, and people are saying, you know, trade Simmons, do this. And I'm like, come on. 
Yeah, like, just, it's just bit, like it's a bit out of pocket. Yeah, it's getting a little crazy after two losses. Come on. Yeah. The well, season's not over yet. No, we still have what eighty some games to not even eighty like seventy some games to 70, play. Seventy five yeah. games to play. It's it's getting out of pocket here with the yeah with the get rid of Simmons. That always <laughs> happens though. Whenever yeah. we do bad, it's always get rid of Simmons, trade Simmons, or like fire Brett Brown. And it's neither of those things need to happen. Brett Brown needs to get the team to practice together, and finally, like yeah. every year, we go, "Oh my gosh, this is the team!" Like the year before, we had Jimmy Butler. Oh my goodness, we're going to the finals. We didn't. We could have, but we didn't. Yeah, and I'm you in. Know? I'm in like a Sixers group chat on Instagram. A bunch of people talk Sixers. It's a Sixers fan base. Um, but there was about three to four of them today saying we should trade Simmons because he doesn't mix with Embiid on the court. That's out of pocket. I know, and I'm saying, guys, like. We were five and zero, and you were saying like you know we're about to be the go to the NBA finals, yeah. and now you want to trade Simmons for some shooters? Like come on, Simmons, even though he doesn't shoot, he still impacts the game in so many oh, ways. Absolutely, he runs the fast break better than anyone else, and maybe in the league. Mm-hmm. His defense, he's averaging the he has the most steals in the entire NBA right now. Yeah, he has he's had two games thus far in the season, seven games in with seven steals, which is his career high. He's already had like his he he's six ten. He can literally guard any position. Mm-hmm. So even if he's not shooting, he he's still impacting the game so many other ways of positive for the Sixers. Yeah, I and know. on the season he's as he has a plus minus of plus eighteen. Yeah, so when he's on the court, Sixers are winning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd argue that if he had a three point shot, he'd be one of the best. He'd be the best probably point guard in the game right now. Yeah. I mean, Kyrie's playing out of his mind. You know, Harden's always playing well. But um, Damian Lillard, you know, Damian Lillard is always playing well. But um, but uh, Simmons looks like the best, the next best thing coming up for the Sixers. You can get a shot. Stop posting videos in the summer. <laughs> Just do your job, as the Patriots say. Yeah. Uh, so on to the Phillies. Let's make the case. Let's play a game called Make the Case here for possible offseason acquisitions for the Phillies uh, concerning their pitching lineup. So number one coming off his stretch in Houston is Garrett Cole. Oh, he's going to cost a lot of money, though. What they're saying Well, I think is, they should send it. What they're saying, projection for him would be eight years and $264 million. I mean, at this point, we're just pulling money out of our butts, but... We did for Harper. I mean, we have stupid money to spend. Spend it. Get a pitcher. Get two pitchers. I said I have to get two pitchers. And I'm not sure if you just saw the report come from today. Cole Hamels said... Hey. He said, I would love to come back to Philly, but at this point, it's on them. If you could sign Garrett Cole or Strasburg... And then you would sign Hamels on like a vet min deal or like the smallest you could something get. Something like that. Something like that. And then you'd and have you Vetta to grow. You'd have Velasquez. You'd Aaron have Nola. Nola. You have that whole lineup that could get shaped around whoever the pitching coaches that we got from the Reds, Brian Price. You know, anything could happen. So just get Cole or Strasburg. Now moving on to Strasburg here, like I said, Strasburg's looking for six years and $180 million off his stint with Washington. He opted out of his contract. So World Series MVP. He's looking for some money. I understand it. But yeah. if I had to pick, I'd probably say Garrett Cole. But yep. if you watch him in the World Series, he's ridiculous in the playoffs previous to that. Uh, but I think I'd be happy with Strasburg, too. I mean, they just won the World Series. Yeah. So we, But let me ask, let me just say this. No matter what, we have to get someone. Someone. Got to get absolutely. someone. And then the third option I found would be Zach Wheeler, who is just coming off a stint with the Mets. Okay, Matt's pitching was famously good this year. Yeah, he played really well. Um, that team, along with Pete Alonso, you know, Alonso, yeah. was really was better than everyone expected the Mets to be. They're never really the best team, but he's looking for five years and 115 million. So, either one of those three: sign Cole, sign Strasburg, sign Wheeler. You get him. You get Hamels to a vet min. 
you reshape your pitching and your um, dugout, and you know it's everything's everything's fine. You yeah. know it should be. The rest of the team is great. You're gonna have McCutcheon coming back off his ACL. Yeah, that's huge. You're gonna have Bryce Harper. You're gonna have Segura at shortstop. Real Muto you're gonna needs have money. Real Muto. You're gonna have um, Hoskins at his spot at first base he was, where he belongs. He was decent this year. Well, he was decent this year because this was his first year back at first base in a while. So the year before yeah. he played like the field. I'm talking third batting base. though. Batting, he could do better, and that's what I think needs to happen with Middleton and McPhail and all those guys in the Phillies organization. Um, Clentac, they need to all bring up a you know a pitching coach or a hitting coach. We got the pitching coach Brian Price. We need a hitting coach now. You know, get someone professional. Maybe even Charlie Manuel. Like he stepped. Like is he out now too? Is he back out or is he? I think he's still. He's. I don't he's know. Still the batting coach, isn't he? I don't. No, let me check that. They signed him like mid year, right? And just he was the he was the batting coach, and then they won games like fourteen to two. And yeah, they like, were Charlie really Manuel. great when he stopped in. Now, um, but I'm not sure. Is it was that like a one year deal? What was that? I'm not sure what that was. I think that was just towards the end of the season. They were looking for an answer. But if he's not signed, you know, get Charlie Manuel as your batting coach. You know, he knows what he's doing. He won a World Series with us. Yeah. You know, for for crying out loud, just <laughs> just do something here. Um. So let's uh. Let's move that on to the Flyers now. The Flyers, just a little uh, spit on them. Seven and five and two record right now. They're fifth in the Metro. Um, one game behind Pittsburgh, who's eight and uh, eight and eight and four, eight and five maybe. They played a game more than us, and uh, they play again tonight in Montreal, who's eight five and two. At the yeah, at seven tonight. Uh, moving on to Villanova, the tenth seed. In the AP poll for college basketball, they beat Army last night, ninety-seven to fifty-four. Yes, expected, you know, Army's yeah, you not really game, good. Sadiq Bay was a beast. Yep, Sadiq Bay. Speaking of him, was named to the Wooden Award for the preseason top fifty players. Okay, there so it is. Far. And I think um, Colin Gillespie had a good game too. He looked really good. If you, if you saw a little bit of it. Yeah. So they beat Army ninety-seven to fifty-four. I'd say that was expected. Yeah, expected, but it's what you needed to do. You did it, so you're good. Yeah. Absolutely. You do what you do. What you need to do. You do what you expected. Yeah, just just move on. You know, um, and then moving on to Penn State. Oof. Number four team in college football, top twenty-five. What are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on Penn State being four and over Clemson, who's undefeated and the reigning champs? That is fair. We have more marquee wins than Clemson does. We beat Michigan and Iowa. Yeah, but let me let me uh, let me ask you this: If Penn State Last year won yeah. the, the college football championship. Okay. And this year they were undefeated, so they haven't even made a mistake since. Mm-hmm. And they were fifth. What would your thoughts be? Well, that depends on who we be playing. If it's the same schedule as it is now, then I'd say that's not fair because Clemson didn't play any good teams. But we have, and Clemson hasn't. They played a week. Who, who are who are who are Penn State's good wins? Like I said, Michigan and Iowa. Michigan, well, Michigan the, wasn't even ranked the, for a part of the season. Those though. are the two teams that the committee pulled out and said this is the reason why they're ranked over Clemson was because we beat Iowa and Michigan. I mean, Michigan that's wasn't even ranked said. for a part of the season. That's not, I'm, that's not what I'm gonna say here, but that's what the committee said. You know, I literally we were in the same. I could care less about the committee. Here's what I'm saying about the committee: well, they're, they're the ones who vote on the on the rankings. I mean, it's not the it's not a um, you know citizen vote like you think should be. You know, yeah, we'd be way outnumbered. Penn State wouldn't be even the I top think, five. If it was I a think it was a I think they're just trying vote. to make it more interesting because at the end of the day, the committee knows whoever win whoever loses Penn State versus Ohio State is out. They're yeah, out. yeah. And 
Um, LSU plays Alabama next weekend. Yep. And I think the loser of that game stays in the Final Four. Okay. Because, I mean, you can't like you're you're a top four team in the nation. Someone has to lose. Yep. So someone has to lose that game. And just because they lose doesn't make them a worse team. But just someone has to lose. They're two great teams. Yeah. That's like saying like if Ohio State number one team played Alabama like number two team, and someone lost, are they just, you're just gonna move them out. No, no, they're still the number yeah. two team, they're, but they're just behind them for a reason. Yep. So I don't think – but in the case that Penn State lost to Ohio State, I think they would be moved out. Yeah. That's just because of the controversy, that kind of thing. You can't keep Clemson out for Penn State at this point. Yeah. Unless Penn State wins. So those – the number is one through four is Ohio State at number one, who beat LSU somehow at number one. I don't understand that. Um if I would so the number one is Ohio State, number two is LSU, number three is Bama, and number four is Penn State. If I could rearrange this, I'd only rearrange it one way, and I would put LSU at the top. I'd probably and put I would LSU consider putting Bama in a lower spot. Lower spot? What are they at? Three? They're not. They're at three, and they Stop. haven't really. The SEC is terrible this year. Yeah, Bama wins every and year. They, you have to respect them. Just because one team won, you know, this the Patriots have won six Super Bowls. Because they won a six Super Bowls doesn't mean they're guaranteed to win the Super Bowl this year. I'm not saying it means that. nothing. Well, you know, you're saying that Alabama has won in the past years. That makes them. I'm good saying this that Alabama year. has won in the past years and is undefeated this year. And so until they lose, you have to respect them. Well, Minnesota is also undefeated. and They're number seventeenth in the nation. Yeah, they're behind two lost teams. It's all on how you see it and their strength of schedule. <laughs> Um, but I would only switch that to put LSU and Ohio State. I switched them, so I put LSU at the top and Ohio State in the second spot. Penn State, however, is still number five in the AP poll um, just for the season right now in general. They edged out number five, Clemson, in the playoff rankings, and this week they play at number 13, Minnesota. Yeah, this is kind Saturday of like a, this is, this is, is going to be a tricky game because I think every single Penn State fan is looking towards the Ohio State game. And now you're playing an undefeated team, Minnesota, right? Yep. Who is looking to get a good win under their belt. And so if, the, if Minnesota's undefeated and they're saying, hey, we got number four Penn State right here, and we win, we're still undefeated, and we have a top four win now. Yeah. So they're going to be – Well, I'd, I'd say it was a tricky game, but Minnesota has only played backup quarterback teams so far. They haven't played a legit offense like Penn State yet. Penn State can throw the ball. Penn State can run the ball. They can do it all on offense. They can do it all on defense. I don't think Minnesota's played a complete team at all this season, but I'll look at that just to make sure. I just think that everyone in Penn State, even the players, are looking towards the Ohio State game. And so it's kind of a game where, like, you don't really, like, you don't really, like, pay attention in the, during the week to, like, the game plan. You're just kind of, like, talking to your teammates about the Ohio State game, talking to your, like, you know, um, like classmates, you're you're in school. You, you if if those people are out of like Penn State, everyone's probably walking up to them saying like, "Yo, you gotta be Ohio State, you gotta be Ohio State." You know what I'm saying? And no one even cares about the Minnesota game because they they just think that Penn State's gonna win it, mm-hmm. which I I'm hoping they will. I think they will, but yeah. So here's who all Minnesota has played this season: South Dakota State unranked, beat them by seven. Fresno State unranked, beat them by three. Georgia Southern, unranked, beat them by three. Purdue, unranked, beat them by seven, who Penn State destroyed. Illinois, um, unranked, 40-17. Nebraska, unranked, 34-7. Rutgers, unranked, 42-7. And Maryland, 52-10. Penn State didn't allow a score to Maryland. It was 59-0. They haven't played a good team that Penn State hasn't destroyed. 
Okay. Uh, that's what I'm looking at here. That doesn't mean anything for the game coming up. I just think that Penn State is a more complete team and is ready to yeah. take the game. I think they're the better team Minnesota. too. But I just think they can't look over as well. I'm saying. No, we, absolutely they can't. Um, because right now Penn State to get prob- to stay even in the top four needs to win out their games. Um, and and I think they if, have Penn, if Penn State blows Minnesota out. I think their four, their top four spot will be solidified until the Ohio State game, at least. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't really argue with it up yeah. until this point. So, the Penn State schedule coming up includes... And by the way, uh, uh, Penn State-Ohio State game was announced for 12, 12 o'clock at noon, which is yep. great because it's hard to win in Columbus at night. Yeah. Um, so, they have Indiana next after Minnesota, and that will be on the 16th, then Ohio State, and then Rutgers. So, I say right now you beat Indiana and you beat Rutgers easy. Yeah. So the only two games for the rest of the season to worry about is Minnesota and Ohio State. And if you beat Minnesota and you only lose to Ohio State, then you're 11-1. and one. That's not going to get you a Final Four. That'll get you a Rose Bowl game. And they're projected to play Oregon in the Rose Bowl. I would take a Rose Bowl game, you know. I wouldn't. I, this, this, this season feels like it's either top four or a disappointment. You know what I mean? Well, I don't think it's a disappointment. You know, Sean Clifford has come in and absolutely a sophomore season. Yeah, he's done, done exactly what Trace McSorley did last yeah, but year. Once you get that taste of that top four, like we like we have now, it's almost like a like we we gotta stay. We mm-hmm. really, like we have to stay here, or else. I mean, even though the top four, like it's gonna look great for Penn State. They're gonna get so many recruits, so for the next ten years, they'll probably be good. Yeah. Um, but like I said, um, I I just feel like this year. Uh, the goal for the team is obviously to get in the Final Four. Yeah. So I think maybe not for the fans it's not a disappointment if they get to the Rose Bowl, but I think for the players and the team it's kind of a kind of a letdown, if, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, so we can quick move this on. I know this is like a fast-moving podcast, but there's not really much to talk about with the Eagles on bye week and the, the Phillies on offseason and, you know, Penn State's just doing well and Villanova you don't know much about and the Flyers you don't know much about either and the Sixers, you know, they are what they are right now, five and two. But um, so let's move into a pick 'em for week ten. Uh, I'm gonna pull up the teams on bye week so we don't have to look for them. Eagles, Patriots. I think the Texans have a bye week this week too. Get to Sean Watson in fantasy. Yeah. So week ten buys right now: Denver, Houston, Jacksonville, New England, Philadelphia, and Washington are all not playing. So the week ten games start as follows. Um, let me see here. So tonight, Chargers and Raiders. I have Josh Jacobs on my fantasy team tonight. Actually, I'm so looking I, for. I think it's in Oakland right now. It's in um, Oakland. It's in Oakland. So Los I actually Angeles had, is four and five, and the Raiders are four and four. I have uh, Phil Rivers in my fantasy league, and I have Deshaun Watson on a buy. So I was going to start Phil Rivers. Yep. But I decided to stay away from the Thursday night game. So I picked up somebody else, Ryan Tannehill. Eh. Okay. I mean, but uh, I, I don't, this game kind of feels like a just like a slow going Thursday night game. Yeah, I, the Thursday I mean, night uh, games. N- this n- year, knowing my luck, Phil Rivers will have like three hundred and four touchdowns. But mm-hmm. we'll I see. think I think that I don't know. This is hard to pick because usually the Raiders have like you know not even a chance against the Chargers. But I think like yeah, they got a chance for sure. They're a good. Well, team this year, year, yeah, absolutely. I think that I. I think the uh, Raiders pulls one off tonight. Melvin, Melvin Gordon may be back, but who knows? He played the Packers last year, and the Eagles ran all over him with Jordan Howard and Jordan. The Chargers Howard. just okay. killed the Packers last week, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, you never know. But I, I, th- I think. Are you bringing Raiders? I think I might. 
All right, I'm going to pick the Chargers. I'm going to pick coming off a big win. Um, coming off a big win versus the uh, the Packers, like I said. Yeah. I just think the, the momentum is on their side. They got Melvin Gordon back. He had a great week last week. Uh, I feel like they're not giving up on their season yet. They're 4-4, four and four, like you said. Yep. Um, they've still got playoff chances for wild card alive. Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably not going to catch the Chiefs, but um, I, I just think the Chargers are going to win this one. Yep. All right, so I pick Raiders, you pick Chargers. Next game on Sunday, Giants, Jets. Give me the Giants in this one. Ooh, yeah, I'll take the Giants. I think Saquon's going to run all day. Yep. Uh, Sunday game at 1 o'clock again, Falcons at Saints. Give me the Saints in a blowout. <laughs> Absolute blowout. The Falcons are nothing to, like, applaud, and they haven't been since we beat them the last few times because Julio's not clutch at actually, all. They actually beat us, and this Julio year. had a fourth and one. Touchdown. Other years, in the fourth though. quarter. So Other is Julio though. clutch? Is Julio clutch? No. Not not. He wasn't clutch in one right playoff here. game. Not okay. I still think the Saints win. Yeah, me too. I think, I think the Saints will win. Drew Brees on a roll right now. Came, came back. Yeah. Chiefs Titans. Give me the Chiefs. I don't care if it's Matt Moore. I don't care if it's Patrick Mahomes. I think it's, I think it's gonna be Mahomes this week. I I think it could be Mahomes. Um, that's part of the reason why I traded him because I'm not sure about him coming off an injury. I have Drew Brees coming back on my fantasy team, so I'm like, all right, is it time to get rid of Mahomes and see if I can get a big product for him? So I got, you get? Jo- I got Josh Jacobs. Okay. So I got a good running back to back up with Kamara on my team, and you know Patrick Mahomes. This is his first major injury, not even major because he came back in like three weeks, but still, you yeah, never know how he's uh, gonna come back with like a kneecap thing. Although he seemed to be pretty well in practice, so we'll see. I think this game is at... Uh, it's at Titans. Yeah. Which I don't think makes so a difference, I picked, but I think the Chiefs I picked win. up Ryan Tannehill, like I said. I think this game is going to be a throwout. Yep. You know, like a... Whatever. Easy game, yeah. Um, not an easy game, but I hope both yep. teams score a lot of points. Yeah, okay. Um, so I want to pick the Chiefs in this one, too. Chiefs, though. yep. Uh, next game, Ravens-Bengals. Give me the Ravens easily. The Ravens. Uh, AJ Green's coming back this week, though. Still, and Andy still... Dalton got benched. They got a new quarterback coming in. They got AJ Green. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Bengals, though. Give me the Lamar running back Jackson me here too. on this one. Um, Bills and Browns. Give me the Bills. You know, the Browns. Baker just, like, you know, shaved his stash twice on Sunday because he couldn't. <laughs> he wasn't. He didn't deserve to wear his handlebar mustache. I don't think he would deserve it to wear it this week either against the Bills. I think the Bills win this one. I'm picking the Browns, and I think the Browns have taken too much criticism at this point this season. Uh, to just roll over and die. They played the Patriots last week. Tough game. The Browns have had a pretty hard schedule. Um, I think the Browns win this one, and I think Baker Mayfield has a great game. Okay. Uh, next up, Cardinals-Buccaneers. Bruce Arians returns. Or not Bruce Arians returns. The Cardinals come to visit former coach Bruce Arians in Tampa Bay. Yeah. I think the Bucks win this one. You know, I mean, the Bucks have been on fire the past couple weeks with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Yep, and it's the Cardinals. Their defense is nothing great. Defense Patrick Peterson's not really doing anything. Yeah. Um, Kyler Murray has been pretty good as a rookie, though. Um, I'll take the Bucks. Bucks. All right. Next game, Lions-Bears. Ooh. Divisional game, tough game. It's going to be a defensive matchup. Yep. Uh, the Lions offense has been great, though. And the Eagles kind of just you know ran over the Bears last week, scored like, what, 25 points on They're them? They're looking to come back, though, now. The Bears? Yeah, they're, but they need to win this. What are they game like three the and five? They're like three and five. They're not now. That, one of the Lions they're like five and three. I just think the Bears won't be able to outscore the Lions. I'm picking the Lions. Yeah, Marvin Jones is gonna have a good game. The Bears corners, you know, Umu Kamara had a good game against the Eagles, but I think 
Marvin Jones will blow by Amukamara <laughs> to win this game for the Lions. So that's two picks for the Lions there. Next game, Dolphins, Colts, not a question. Colts moving yep, on. Yep, Jacoby Brissett was hurt last week. I think the Colts, I don't even know who they played last week, but Brissett, was, Brissett sat most of the game. He's come back this week, full week of uh, recovery. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's actually out this week too, though. Keep in mind, he's out, Dolphins. For, he's out for the next couple <laughs> weeks. I'm picking the Colts. It doesn't matter. Yep, Colts. Uh, Panthers, Packers. Oof. Kyle uh, Allen against Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau. I'm picking the Packers by 50 in this one. Packers uh, by 50. Packers just got embarrassed uh, versus the Chargers. Mm-hmm. And they're 7-2 now. They're looking for a bounce back. I'm picking the Chargers by 50. I mean, uh, yeah. uh, Packers by 50, excuse me. Give me the Chargers. Um, Chargers? They're not even playing. Packers, Packers. Give me the Packers. Give me Aaron Rodgers. They're going to come back there. Adrian yeah. Amos needs a win on that defense. They'll stop uh, whoever, like uh, DJ Moore, right? What is his uh, name? Christian McCaffrey. And McCaffrey. Well, I, don't actually, stop, I don't think they'll Packers, stop McCaffrey. Here's the thing, though. Packers' run defense is bottom two in the league. They won't stop McCaffrey, but they'll stop their receivers. McCaff- that might not be enough to win it, but I think they'll edge it out somehow with Aaron Rodgers. I think they won't be able to help. I think McCaffrey's going to have a huge game, but the Packers will score more points. Yep. Uh, 425 game, Rams at Steelers. Really weird game here. I don't know how to pick uh, it. I think, I think the Rams defense makes a statement in this game. You know, uh, Jalen uh, Ramsey has been on the team for a couple weeks now. I think they had a bye last week, right? Eric Weddle. Yeah, so I just think uh, Ramsey's got his feet wet a little bit. He's going to be full, fully ready to go for this game. And I think the Rams defense with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, two huge defensive players in the league. Yeah, Steelers makes a statement in this game. Yeah, with, with Mason Rudolph struggling. Steelers aren't special at all this year. Give me the Rams. Yeah, me too. Uh, Vikings Cowboys is the Sunday Oof. night game. Tough so one to pick here. My fantasy team. I've got Dalvin Cook and I've got Ezekiel Elliott. Okay. So I hope I hope the game stays on the stays on the floor the entire game. Yep. Who are you picking? I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, I don't really trust the Cowboys in a big game. I mean, they haven't. I mean, I think I, their they, biggest they game... Like, pff, they beat us by whatever, but I think we were their biggest game this season they so kill far. Us. They've lost, they lost, they got destroyed by the Jets. That doesn't mean anything for us. Well, they didn't get destroyed, but, but yeah. I think, I think um, Dalvin Cook runs all over the uh, Cowboys defense. Um, I really? think Diggs and Thielen have a good game. Kyle Rudolph hasn't really been present much this year. I don't think he matters as much for this game. But I think it's going to be a tight... Offensive game, I think the Vikings win it in Jerry World this Sunday. I hope they do, and I think they I, I hope they do too. Um, knowing my luck, you know, Dak Prescott's going to go off, even though I have Zeke. Um, as an Eagles fan, I'm leaning towards picking the Vikings, right? Yeah. Obviously, I'm rooting for them, but for the sake of the pickums, I'm going to pick the Cowboys. Pick Cowboys. Monday night game, Seahawks, 49ers. This is a tough Ooh. game. MVP looking Russell Wilson facing one of the top two defenses in the league in the 49ers. Probably his first real challenge of the season. I'm going to go 49ers. Seahawks just because I think Russell Wilson has had enough hearing about the 8-0 Niners. I think Russell Wilson puts an end to their undefeated season. I think season. so as well. I think the Seahawks will. Now, I've actually I've doubted the 49ers multiple times this season. And they've answered every single time, so I wouldn't be surprised if the 49ers win. Um, like like Richard like Richard Sherman said, if you're gonna stay hating us, keep on hating us. So yep. hey Richard, I'm gonna keep on hating you. Loss. Yeah, give me the Seahawks in this one. <laughs> All right, I want to thank you guys for listening to this week. Tune in next week for the name change. We'll we'll definitely announce it next week coming up. 
this this episode when we post it, it's probably still gonna be called Jock of All Trades, but next week we'll definitely have a new name for the podcast. Yep, next week, new name, episode eight. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. <laughs>